Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Brian. We'll be in James chapter 4 again this morning, looking at verses 11 through 17. Thank you for tuning in again. It's a good way to start the week. Great um, Bible study that we've been working through in James. Learning a lot from it, and uh, I hope that it's helping you um, every week. Start out on the right track, focusing on the Lord and studying in His Word. Amen. Let's pray. We'll get right to our devotional this morning. Father, I thank you for another week and another day for getting me up this morning. Thank you for giving us life. Thank you for giving us purpose. Thank you for giving us instructions and righteousness uh, that we can start out every week focusing on you and your Word. And uh, our relationship with you isn't just on Sundays, Lord, or not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but every day we should be in the Word and in prayer. And uh, I'm thankful for this podcast, God. I'm thankful for the the Bible studies that we're doing, the motivation it gives me to keep studying um, to to better myself. And I sure hope it's a blessing to everyone else that listens in. God, I'm thankful for them. I ask that you touch their needs today and bless them. Open up your Word to us, Lord. Help us to understand it. And um, God, you know all the needs in our lives, you know everything going on in the world, God, and we know that you're on the throne and that you are able to do exceedingly above and beyond anything we can ask or even imagine, God. And so we uh, we lift those needs up to you today, God. We thank you for taking care of them ahead of time. Thank you for giving us hope and joy and peace amidst a very troubled world. God, now we ask that you open up your scriptures to us today. Help us learn it. Help us understand it store it in our hearts and apply it in our lives and then show it to those around us we love you we thank you in jesus name amen here we go james chapter 4 we'll be starting in verse 11 scripture reads this speak not evil one of another brethren he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy, who art thou that judgeth another. Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away for that ye ought to say if the lord will we shall live and do this or that but now ye rejoice in your boastings all such rejoicing is evil therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is a sin. Uh, amen. Starting right here in verse 11. For a very first instruction we get. Speak not evil one of another. So just a reminder. What we've kind of looked into here in, in James. is uh, James has been laying out a contrast. Between those who will live according to godly wisdom. And those who will live according to carnal wisdom. Or worldly wisdom. The wisdom that's not from above speaking evil one of another um, can happen for a lot of reasons Um, and James 
is specifically addressing those speaking evil one of another within the body of Christ. All right. Uh, he says, speak, um, you know, he warns you not to speak evil of your brother. Well, that would also mean don't speak evil of your sister in Christ, your brother in Christ. Um, when this kind of behavior happens within a church body, within the family of God, within the body of Christ, it does an immense amount of damage. So, you know, you know first and foremost... Uh, this is where a lot of church hurt can come from. Uh, somebody gets slandered or, or, or talked to behind their back. and You know, somebody goes, that person, <clears throat> they're this, 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 and this, and this, right? Um, and so it can damage a reputation. And then you never know how far that can extend. So, you know, you, you just don't know what you're dealing with until... Uh, until the can is open and, and everything is just kind of unraveling. But, um, you know, next thing you know, you find out the person that was slandered is a friend of the pastor. And then, and then, um, and then now the pastor's involved in the middle of it. And then, you know, there's a back and forth. And then sometimes there's accusation. I mean, I've seen things just go from one thing and just get completely out of hand. Um, and so, you know, James here is addressing the fact that he's probably encountered at this point some kind of dispute that took place. And you have to remember, so James it was is considered um, kind of a judge amongst the affairs to the Jewish believers, all right? So whereas you have Peter as an apostle to Jewish believers to the circumcision, Paul to the uncircumcision. James had would have a it was has a very it was very much a legal mindset. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me that he brings up the issue of being a judge um, because he himself uh, was considered to be a judge of matters concerning uh, things with the Jewish Christian, right? So with the with the Jewish converts to Christianity. And, uh, and so he's, he's pointing this out. I think he's seen some disputes at this time. So you could look at James as somebody that may have sat as a magistrate, if you will, over several different family affairs or affairs within the congregation. All right. So some, some issues have come his way at this point in time. Um, listen, we need to respect our pastors that have been serving for a long time in ministry and understand that um, somebody that's been in ministry 20, 30, 40 years, I got news for you. They've sorted through a few messy situations in their time. Um, and, and, a, and a responsible and spiritually mature pastor understands that rooted in the very human nature that we possess unfortunately until we we enter into glorification we're just capable as people of making a mess of things right and so all judgments aside um we need to understand that when some kind of uh situation arises whether it's in a disagreement people not seeing eye to eye on things when these things happen it's important that we don't get carnal in our nature and go to the extent of speaking evil of somebody 
where we are then slandering them or damaging their reputation. So there's a lot of damage that comes about with this if we're if if, if it's not kept in check. Um, also, I want to point this out to you: when people start to speak evil of one another, oh, this person's this and this and this, and then that person's saying something, and now now you know what this gives occasion to right well it says give none occasion to the devil which is exactly what it does you get satan right in the middle of it who would love to tear down every church every family every person but here's what it does the rumor mill starts the gossip starts people start picking sides and then you know what happens the people that don't go to church there look look at the situation from the outside as a completely neutral person and they say man that place is a mess those people are a mess i'm not trying to go to church there i don't want to i don't want to get involved with i mean look at how they talk about each other look at how they treat each other and so now the entire cause of christ is hindered um and the gospel is hindered because now we have tarnished our testimony for the Lord. We've blown our witness. And we've hindered our ability to effectively reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you see how that damage works? Uh, speaking, the, uh, James says here, Speaking evil of your brother or sister makes you a judge of the law. Um, and so it, I think he's pointing out it makes you an unrighteous judge at that. Um, because as you as you speak evil of that person and you're passing those judgments on that person at that particular point in time, you are not being obedient yourself, which then makes you a hypocrite. All right. Um, he tells us none of us are the lawgiver. Who do we think we are? There's one lawgiver, Jesus Christ. Right. And so he says, he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law but if thou judge the law thou art not a doer of the law but a judge <clears throat> there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy who art thou that judgeth another you know who who, who are we who are we to, 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 to say this and say that now listen <clears throat> we need to realize that this is when you take a matter to the point of slandering and evil speaking of somebody and passing judgments that isn't ours to pass. We do understand that we have to, up, you know, the Christian needs to have accountability and be upheld to the standards of biblical living. <clears throat> but sometimes um, people don't know how to administer um, in the correct format. Uh, the guidance uh, to do that. And so that's why we are talking about the difference between carnal and godly wisdom. Godly wisdom avoids contentions. Godly wisdom avoids slandering another person. Godly wisdom um, doesn't want to bring attention to somebody else's folly, rather wants to love and pray for and administer things according to the word of God in love and truth and according to the position and, and, and calling that God has given us. <clears throat> and, um, and, so, and so we, if we're using godly wisdom, we're going to avoid 
taking God's place as everyone's judge. Now, if accountability is called for in any matter, it must be carried out by the instructions of the Bible, depending on what that situation is. And so here's the thing. If you confront a situation, a a dissension, a disagreement, uh, something happens, and you feel the need that it has to be addressed, if you cannot find clarity of the proper way of going about it through biblical instruction, then the first thing you should do is go behind closed doors with the pastor where you have the confidentiality uh, is there, right? Any pastor that can't keep things confidential within the confidentiality agreement relationship, right? It's a, it's a, it's, 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 it's a legal thing, really. Um, you have the same rights behind closed doors with your pastor as you would with a lawyer, as you would with a doctor. We're not. So you go to your pastor and you can say, this is the situation and I don't know how to handle it. Then let the pastor give you guidance according to the word of God on the best course of action for that. Um, so it is, you know, there's a lot of instructions in the Bible, that, you know, for different situations. So it's important that we seek to be pleasing to God and use his wisdom when those kind of matters arise because otherwise we're just going to hurt everybody we're going to hurt our church we're going to hurt the future of our church and we're going to hurt people that don't know the Lord and I know that that's not what we want to do right so verse uh, verse 13 go ye now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. So, this is a, another another element of using godly wisdom. Godly wisdom tells us not boast, uh, basically boast not for tomorrow. Okay. Don't talk about, run our mouth about all the things we're going to do. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Um, Because you don't know if you're going to do anything. First of all, the Lord's got to bless whatever the endeavor may be if you're going to be able to do it at all. And I'll tell you, uh, a lot of Christians that... A lot of Christians that have, uh, I, you, you see how the devil uh, always, as soon as I start a podcast, man, I start getting telemarketer calls and all kinds of things. I'll tell you what, uh, as soon as I'm done, I won't get another phone call the rest of the day, but uh, just bear with me, bear with me. I'm doing the best I can over here, but um, you know, it, the, the thing about it is um, we don't know what a day is going to bring forth, and so it doesn't sound good either. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You don't know what you're going to be able to do and what you're not going to be able to do because at the end of the day we need God to put his blessing on whatever we're seeking out to do and so it's important not to to be boastful for all of our plans now I give you I'm gonna give you a few other things to think about with this um the Lord put this on my heart this is something I encountered in my in my recovery right so I'm the Lord Jesus Christ has healed me from addiction. Now that doesn't mean that I don't still um, face 
some temptations at times and things. Um, but I'm going to tell you this, especially for those of you that listen to the podcast that are in recovery. When you have a day where it seems like you had to fight everything in you not to relapse. When you have that day that was just so hard to get through that you look back and you say, I can't, I can't do this every day for the rest of my life. Listen to me now. The first thing Satan will try to speak into your mind, you see how hard it is to stay sober? You really think you're going to be able to do this for the next five years, 10 years, 20 years? And that doubt can make somebody want to give up. Listen to me. Boast not for tomorrow. I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures on this. I want you to take my advice on this. I go through this myself. One day at a time. Don't let your mind drift onto, am I still going to be able to be sober and clean in 10 years or in 15 years? Because the thought of having to fight temptation for that long will crush you. But if you just focus on, you know what, I made it through this day, God, I'm so thankful. I didn't think I was going to make it, Lord. I, the temptation was on my back heavy today, Lord. Would you please just uh, just help tomorrow be better, God? And uh, and just help me, help me get through tomorrow, Lord. Help me rest peacefully tonight, get through tomorrow. You just take it one day at a time. And through prayer and supplication and seeking the Lord, and and he'll help you with it. I want to give you a couple verses here to help with this as well, uh, to, to follow up on this point. Proverbs chapter 27. Go back to Proverbs 27. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 27. Verse 1, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Alright, let me give you another one to look to, and this is in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself, Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So there's there's the two applications of this boasting not for tomorrow, okay? Um, the first of which is making a bunch of plans and uh, talking about all these things you're going to do. Um, um, and the thought that I had before that I lost thanks to that phone call is the fact that any Christian that's made some commitments in their in their life for Christ knows that the minute you start talking about, yeah, I'm going to be there, or I'm going to accept this preaching engagement, or I'm going to go to the prison and do this prison ministry weekend, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, the very first thing that happens is Satan says, we'll see about that. I'll be, I'll be, every time somebody says, I, you know, I, I, you meet somebody new in the community, you invite them to church, yeah, I'm going to come to church, I'm going to be there this Sunday. Satan says, we'll see about that. Because the minute you say it and commit to it, um, the, the enemy and our adversary wants to pull us away from it. So there's the first thing. Boast not for tomorrow. 
because if we're bragging about all the things we're doing and all of our big plans, uh, we're, we're showing our ignorance to the fact that um, without God, we're not going to be able to do any of it. Then on the, the other end of this, the other way I want you to look at it is when it comes to um, walking with the Lord, this is a one day at a time. We have to die daily. We have to crucify our flesh every day. Um, we've got to fight temptation every day. And so we need to take one day at a time because if we get focused on things three, where, where am I going to be in five years and 10 years? And not that we shouldn't think, uh, think about that. You know, I certainly hope I'm pastoring in five and 10 and 15 years, one day at a time. <clears throat> uh, he tells us this, <clears throat> um, oh, I'm still in Matthew. Let me get back to James here. He tells us here, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. It's an easy way to look at that. Life is like a vapor. It's here one second, it's gone the next. Life is short. We need to make the most of it. It goes by fast, and then it is over. Um, so... That kind of just is another point on boasting for tomorrow. You don't even know if you're going to be here for tomorrow. It's also another reason why you shouldn't put off trusting in Christ as Savior if you haven't already uh, begun your relationship with Jesus. Then he tells us this, um, for that he ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Now that's something you'll hear a lot of Christians say. I say it, you know, um, Lord willing. I'll do this, I'll do that. Because I understand that without the Lord, I may not do anything. Uh, but now, ye rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. So now they've taken this to a matter of, okay, so, so this person says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And now we're looking at the person that's saying, look at what I did, look at what I did. And now they're boasting and everything they've done. Look at everything I'm doing. And so what does James follow up with as we close out here? Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him and his sin. Look at what I did. Look at what I did. James says, yeah, look at what you're not doing. Come on. Look at what you didn't do. Look at what you don't do. You want to brag about all the things you, you are doing, but what about the things you're not doing? This is called the sin of omission. To, to know to do certain things and then not do them, to him, it is sin. And, uh, and so we need to apply that everywhere in life. We know, according to the Word of God, what is right. Um, and so when we know what to do and we don't do it, we're not being obedient. So let's make sure that we trust and obey and that we're being obedient to the Word. Let's apply this godly wisdom to our lives um, that we can be a well stabilized and solid Christian believer with a good testimony and a good witness, building up our churches and our church's reputation so that we can have the best impact on the community possible for the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the message uh, this morning, the podcast, and all those that listen in. Thank you for the wisdom you're giving us. Help us apply this in our life, be obedient to it, and to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your many blessings. I ask that you bless everyone through their week. Help everyone be safe. Give peace, comfort, strength, and healing where it is needed. Take care of all those individual needs out there. Lord, help everyone get back in church for midweek service. 
We just thank you for your many blessings, and we look forward to the week to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for tuning in once again. I'm Pastor Brian. I'll see you next time on the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast.